Once more, I come back to you with further updates on the situation regarding the spread of the coronavirus as well as on the measures we as government continue to take in response. As I address you, well over 500,000 cases of infections have been recorded worldwide. Of these, almost 25,000 deaths have now been recorded. Worldwide, recovery of severe cases remain slow, with possibilities of relapses being recorded in some parts of the world. The situation thus remains dire, emphasizing to us all that the world is far from turning the corner. To date, Zimbabwe has recorded five cases, one in Victoria Falls and the other four in Harare. As you are aware, we lost one of our citizens to the virus, a bright and a promising young man who today personifies the tragedy wrought by this virus and what can happen to our hopes and promises for the future in the absence of due diligence. While our numbers are both low and for now all important, this need not induce complacency in us. COVID-19 is now upon us and if experience elsewhere is anything to go by, can spread in leaps and bounds in so short a time. We are worried that even as our numbers remain low, there is possibility of wider community spread in transmissions. Further, in about two months' time, winter will be upon us creating conditions ideal for more infections. We just need to take decisive measures now against the pandemic, well ahead of likely danger. I have already indicated that some of the measures will be drastic and are sure to upset the daily routines of our lives as we have lived it until now. But they have to be taken with the new restrictive routines internalized by all of us, regardless of position in society. After all, the virus knows no class, color, creed, tribe, or region. In that regard, discriminating against or profiling other sections of our community is unnecessary, in fact, counterproductive. Following this week's government decision to create an ad hoc interministerial task force on COVID-19, 
I have received a handful of situational reports and recommendations from the state task force, including a slew of recommendations which were tabled today. The reports point to continued potential grave threats to our nation, thus requiring that we take further new preventive measures that will help us lessen the risk to all our people. Starting Monday, 30th March 2020, and subject to further review, Zimbabwe will be under a total lockdown for a period of 21 days. This means all our citizens are required to stay at home, except, of course, in respect of essential movements related to seeking health services, to the purchase and procurement of food and medicines, and for other essential supplies and critical services. Well as manning our essential services, including health services and outlets, emergency and security services, as well as operation of key utilities like power and water, are exempt from this directive. To ensure strict compliance, I have directed the national command element of our security arms to deploy as appropriate in support of civilian authority. Only civil servants on duty, in line with decisions and directives of the Public Service Commission, heads of ministries, and the ad hoc task force on COVID-19 will be allowed unrestricted movement. While funerals will be exempt from this directive, numbers in attendance should not exceed 50. Visits to hospitals and clinics remain as earlier announced. That is one visitor per patient per day. Motorists seeking to refuel will not be allowed to leave their vehicles. In respect of open markets, only food-related markets will be allowed to operate during this period, even then under the watch and direction of health personnel. Markets and stores trading in non-food items or commodities will stand closed. Should it become necessary, security forces may be deployed to assist in the enforcement of these and other measures and for the maintenance of order at these markets. Until further notice, all public transport operations will stand suspended. Only Zupco and the Public Service Commission buses will be exempt from this directive. Even then, all Zupco and the Public Service 
Commission buses are required to observe and enforce social distance and disinfection guidelines in the course of offering their services. To the extent that water and ablution services are key to fighting the pandemic, government and local authorities will step up efforts to ensure regular and reliable water supplies to all residential areas. Equally, municipalities are expected to ensure smooth refuse collection and ensure reticulation services in all areas. Since information is key to the fight against the pandemic, I have directed ministers of health and child care and that of information, publicity and broadcasting services to work closely together in ensuring that our communities are kept aware and comprehensively informed about the pandemic. That is a toll-free hotline 2019 has been activated for this period and beyond. To ensure that our hospitals are not overwhelmed and that other normal hospital services are not compromised, more separate treatment and isolation units and facilities will be established either on hospital sites or on other identified centers, whether public or private, as designated by the Minister of Health and Child Care, to expedite testing and diagnostic services, government will decentralize COVID-19 testing services to provincial hubs throughout the country. In light of restricted international traffic and trading goods and services, government will galvanize and support local industries as well as institutions learning to produce what we can locally. This includes the manufacture of medicines, sanitizers, personal protective equipment, and the setting up of temporary isolation facilities for use during the emergency. Let me take this opportunity to thank our business people and international partners for their continued support in our campaign against the virus. Fellow Zimbabweans, the tasks at the end are huge and varied and do require maximum discipline and support from all of us. Above all, they require that we put all hands on the deck to ensure our response is truly national. Now is the time to show unity of purpose and to put aside unnecessary divisions. We need peace in our land. We need law and order. Above all, we need solidarity and compassion. As I said in my last address, government will come down heavily on businesses and individuals alike 
who dare take advantage of the situation our nation finds itself in, to engage in unscrupulous rent-seeking behavior and corrupt activities. No one should be found holding food and other essential commodities. The long arm of the law will ensure that all those who do not take heed of this warning are brought to book without fear or fever. Furthermore, legal instruments are being put in place to deal with and punish those who cause unnecessary alarm and despondency, unnecessary alarm and despondency through social and other media during this emergency. We all need to act responsibly. I continue to appeal to our employers to support and show compassion towards their workforce during these trying times. On its part, government continues to explore more ways of supporting businesses and the economy to avert a recession. In conclusion, let me once more stress the need for us all to act responsibly and to maintain high levels of personal hygiene as directed by our health experts. Only that way will we ensure our families are safe and secure. May God bless us and give us the strength to go through this difficult page. A very good night to you all. I thank you. Thank you very much, Your Excellency, uh, the members of the task force in the Thank you very much. I've been given an opportunity, members of the fourth institute, yeah, an opportunity to ask you questions. I can see Taku Chambakwit, ZTN. Thank you, uh, Taku Chambakwit from Zimbabwe's TV. Uh, Two, I've got two questions. My first question is, in the United States and South Africa, for instance, we've seen that when they instigated a lockdown, they've also come up with stimulus packages. Do you have a certain amount that you're also putting aside to support businesses that will not be operating? You said that those that are going to be providing food services and protective clothing will continue operating, you're supporting them. But what about those uh, businesses that are not going to be operating during the 21 days. And the second question is that we understand that at hospitals, for instance, Parinyatwa, there's a water problem, and there have been also issues that doctors have been raising concerning uh, protective clothing. Uh, what's the government doing to expedite the process to ensure that things get back to normal at Parinyatwa? We will not copy. By letter, to the letter, every act that another country has done, that country did what it did on the basis of the situation and the concrete facts on the ground in that country. I have indicated that we shall continue to interrogate 
and review the situation and address the challenges as they arise. With regard to lack of water at some of our institutions, I mentioned in my statement that we shall, government shall see to it that the water is provided. And Otaku, you gave two questions. Uh, I'm only going to take one more, I think. I'm exhausted, there are questions. Okay, thank you, Excellency. Yes, you hear that. Okay, do we have a Looks like they've exhausted you, Excellency. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm not just open to my questions.